0: Today we discuss the community togetherness of folk music. Oh, and crazy legs as we chat to Gordy McKeeman on Benny Asking People Questions. In Music for Children, the artist is in a constant battle to find the balance between message and fun. How to say something poignant and profound while also not moving too far from the celebration of just simply fun. However, my next guest has somehow managed to combine the two in a way so poignant and profound that I'm not sure he is aware of how deeply his music can transform. In an unbridled display of fun and celebration, he has inadvertently created something so wholesome and genuine that the overarching theme of family and togetherness reaches almost dizzying heights. A sound that often reminds us that the best things in life are indeed free and possibly sitting next to you at the breakfast table. I am very thrilled to be joined by the one and only Gordy McKeeman, um, all the way from Prince Edward Island in Canada. Thank you, Gordy, for joining me here today on Benny Asking People Questions.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Um, mate, now, it's it feels almost impossible to get too deeply into your career without just getting a bit of a clear and concise explanation as to why your middle name quite your name quite frequently comes with the um crazy legs attachment in the middle of your names where does the crazy legs come from
1: um that comes from it's it's a nickname that i've had since i since i was a kid i uh uh, I started off um, dancing as a kid at the age of six, and, and um, that's kind of been my thing um, during um, um, live shows. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a step dancer and clogger, and that, that, oh, that, that nickname came along, and it, and it kind of stuck throughout the years um, for, my, for my dancing style.
0: So, so that 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 dancing style's quite that I mean that's a very traditional style isn't it I mean it's it's um it's rooted deeply in the in in culture is that, that's correct isn't it or oh,
1: Definitely definitely like um it's uh you know I I come from the east coast of Canada where you know, um, fiddling and step dancing, and and those kind of cultures um, have really held on strong here.
0: Yeah, because I was, I was going to say because obviously with your music as as well. I mean, it, it's I was, I mean, you've just answered it there, but there is just such a deep, strong connection to the culture with everything you do. I mean, is that is that just purely the neighbourhood and the people you're surrounded by, or did you have any specific people in your family or your life that really, I guess. Um, quite happily brought you into that mix or is it just something you've always been attracted to
1: um i'd say a a little bit both like the you know like i said the area of canada where we're from it's very um we're very lucky it's a very musical musical part of canada where where you know it wouldn't be unusual to go to someone's house and there's always someone with a guitar or a fiddle or yeah there's there's some sort of music going on that being said my um I'm the only person that plays any music in my immediate family. Um, I, I uh, kind of got into music by fluke. Um, my my brother went to join dancing. We're about 10 years apart. I have two older brothers, and we're all about 10 years apart. And he went, yep. he went to join dancing at that time, and he kind of just... Um, Chickened out. He was—he was, he was pretty much there to pick up girls, really, you know. But, but he—he—he he, he chickened out. And I—I I was six years old and just happened to be there with my with my mother. And the instructor came over and said, "Why, why don't, why don't you come up and give it a try?" And and it kind of stuck from there. And then, and then a few years later, at the age of nine, I, I wanted to play the fiddle because, you know, as I said, fiddling and dancing over here, they really do go hand in hand. You just—you just—you just, yeah. you just, you just see it so much. Around so, so then, so then I started taking um fiddle lessons for a couple years, but um, a lot of it was really um playing. Um, I did a lot of volunteering as a kid, I played in like you know um, a lot of nursing homes, and I joined the local fiddlers group there, which you know, really I was the youngest, the youngest in there by far. I think the next youngest was about 70, but but uh. I always felt like though like I had a lot of grandfathers there. Like they they were they were a big part of um, of of my music as well.
0: Yeah, that's quite fascinating because you are you're you're such a prolific I mean I get the sense you're quite a prolific writer and you you are extraordinarily accomplished at, at the at the fiddle um it strikes me as quite odd that you're not surrounded by a musical family I mean musical in I guess what we would consider the traditional sense of instrument playing people but you still have a family that's deeply connected to the idea of music too is that is that kind of definitely definitely like, fair to say like
1: like my my um my dad would never have uh, would never not have music in the house he always he always had music playing um, It's just that no one in my family actually played an instrument or or anything
0: like that um all right so let's let's talk about the album itself because you're you're an early childhood educator, which um I'm extraordinarily happy to hear being one myself um and you talk you've talked a few times in the past about this album's kind of been in the works for years which I think goes hand in hand. When you do play music and you do actually have a deep love for educating and connecting with children, it's usually uh, – it's a fairly bipartisan thing. You eventually end up writing music for children. Why for you, though, considering this career choice, why did it take a p- pandemic for you to actually, I guess, get around to doing this album?
1: Um, I'm not really sure, to be honest. Like, I, I for, for years I played in different, different groups um – um, for years. And I always kind of put, put it forward, um, that, that maybe we should do a children's album. Maybe, maybe we should do a children's album. And no, n- none of the groups I was with ever, ever seemed to bite. Um, so, so it was, it was, it was kind of this year where, where like even my own group, like with the rhythm boys, um, um as much as my name's on there we 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 still do everything as a four piece group we're still all um equal partners in it i guess and you know and you know how it is sometimes even i i i obviously have more of a passion on that end of it than than they might you know because there's always you're, you know it's it's hard being musician because you're always thinking of the next the next album the next next sure. album so so it is a lot of work it kind of adds a new element of work on it on it again a new you know but, but but I've had notes in my phone for years of different songs I'd like to do and and different things I'd like to do and I think also um, I have three kids of my own now too so I was even digging deeper of finding music sure. finding music that not only my kids will enjoy but that I enjoy listening with them as well.
0: Yeah, it's it's funny you should you brought that up about the band because that was quite literally my next question. So um, nice nice segue, <laughs> Um There's this recurring theme with this album in the way it's discussed and articulated, and and I think it's summed up quite well in the WUP article where it says it stands right alongside his previous recordings in terms of world class and artistry. And it kind of goes back to what you said because then you also go on saying you can never really find a band... You know, you could never wrangle any band to be to be part of this. Um, is, is this an indication of how children's music is perceived in the world that you surround yourself in musically? I mean, is it, is it is it is it something that's not necessarily? I mean, when I when I hear someone say, you know, oh this this is this recording's just as good as the other one. In terms of um, its quality and artistry, I, I think yeah, but that's children's music, and that, and that's the point. We never really look deeply into it. Are you surrounded by people that aren't necessarily as enamored by this project as you would like? like well, I
1: think I think maybe like sometimes two people they hear children's album and and they automatically think, um, you know, um, you know, Mary had a little lamb, and just very, sure. very, you know, it's um. The, you know, the, like what you picture for children's music right away. You know, where, where, of where, like, where, where to me, like, I know even with my children, I, I'll find, you know, we listen to a lot of the Beatles because a lot of those Beatles songs are yeah. very appropriate for children. You know, it's, it's, it's not necessarily, it doesn't necessarily have to be, um, because there's nothing wrong with those nursery rhymes and things like that as well. But, um, but, but I think sometimes it's, and, and it might be something you dive into more once, once you really like. As you know, even even in in, in the classroom, you you really want to find different music all the time um, to keep mm. people interested. And and I think you know, as as you know, diverse as a classroom should be, I, I think the music should be diverse as well. So you should have some rap music. You should have some folk music. You should have some country. It you know it. it so, so that way, kids can kind of, um, children can kind of um, make up their own decision on what they like.
0: Yeah, and and I think also too, if you're looking at sort of that project-based learning, I mean, you also just want music that's relevant to what you're discussing, and you don't always find. that. I mean, look, I I hear you, mate. I'm from Australia, and you know, it's we spend the 95% of any conversation around children's music trying to move beyond people's understanding of the wiggles yeah. you know that's kind of a, and and that's fine i get it there is an absolute place for that and they have and they have done extraordinary three things for our our um, industry over here just beyond anything oh, but but, it, you know, you don't always find the answer in the Wiggles and you need to search around to find the answer. And, and so going back to the question, is that then you just find yourself, like you as an educator understand the value of finding that diversity and finding that um, those different perspectives, mu- different musical perspectives, but you just, it's not as understood in the general public is that kind of what you're getting at? Well, definitely,
1: definitely I would I would I would think about. It, yeah, it was a snacks a happy accident. you love your tiny It was a snacks then a happy accident. Two rose garland right before your eyes what snacks then a happy accident where the yummy in your tummy surprise. Where the yummy in your tummy surprise. And part of it is too, like with with musicians um you know it's you know, sometimes you only have so much um, financial and time to to focus on certain projects each year, too. So, so, so if if you're not um, truly passionate about a road that you're going on, then you might want to focus somewhere else. You know, it's like, you know. It, We've been asked for years, "Oh, you guys should do a Christmas album," which I'm not as excited about doing a Christmas album. I'd rather do it a, a children's album. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so yeah, it's kind of more, I do
0: understand. Yeah,
1: like and like to me with this album, like with with the folk, with with the children's folk album. Um, again, I, I find sometimes a lot, a lot of times the music isn't that far, that far away from what we do naturally. You know, like like a, a lot of times it's old folk songs that we would do. we 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 might do on stage anyway i know i I know i have had an album long before i had kids and for years for years i had an album by the new lost city ramblers they did a um uh they did a folk album called old-timey songs for children and i i had that that album on my phone for years upon years just just because in a whole it was just a great album Kids kids music aside it was just it was, it was just an mm. album
0: have you found yourself introduced to a whole new world of children's music because it is it is so incredibly vast and deep and like you're saying you, you can you can find whatever you want now you can find punk you can find rap you can find hard rock you can find folk you can find acoustic you can f- i mean it is an enormously rich thing i mean have you found yourself once Stepping into this is yourself as a performer it's opened up a bigger world, or did you already know about this as a teacher? I mean, I guess as a teacher it's your job to be aware of these kind of things
1: definitely definitely like like i was I was aware but i I would say researching for um this album like it was. It was great it was it was it's no different than being a musician and you find another great band and you're like oh check this out you know it's mm-hmm. it's 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 one of those things um definitely researching it um like different different groups and different sounds it i uh, it was it was wonderful to, to just find so much new music out there and it's just constantly coming well coming don't allow-
0: Look, we're here to talk about the album. Let's just launch into it then. Um, being and and I'll start with being an early childhood teacher. I mean, did you have any preconceived ideas of what you wanted to bring to a children's album, or was it really just about purely about the music? I mean, was it was it difficult to change hats? Did you find yourself ever going, oh, that, I don't think that's a really positive thing to say, or maybe it needs to, you know, it's it's easy as a teacher to kind of talk yourself into a bit of a corner where you become obsessed with what you would do as an educator. Was it easy for you just to remove the educator hat and go, you know what, just, this is the muso hat and this is what I'm doing.
1: Yeah, definitely. I, I kind of just, for, for the most part, I pick songs that I, I just liked, um, that I found that, um, I could put my own kind of spin on it too. Um, as far, as far as any of the covers or, or that are on the album, um, also it's it's ones i but i did kind of weed out stuff that um cuz uh, cuz i had a long list of songs um but i liked playing some in the class and finding out what what songs like especially the action songs what which ones go over really well with mm. as as a as a class aid as well as a teaching aid you know so, yeah. so so it makes it um a lot of fun that way cuz i i kind of almost had my own little focus group like i would just slip in <laughs> I'd slip in a demo and see yeah. and see what happens here you know and then and then if kids came back and requested it i was like oh perfect you yeah. know
0: hey, and i i mean this wasn't a planned question but i mean have you have you had a chance because you created this in the pandemic have you had a chance to take this out live yet
1: no, no, not at not at all. We're starting to get um um asked to do a few gigs um now, but it 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 was kind of just a um a project. I decided I I want like I said I've been wanting to do it. It was just perfect timing to to actually just buckle down and get it done. But um yeah. I'm really, I'm really looking forward to um to to doing a live show with it. I think it'll be a lot. Live- oh
0: man, it. it- Oh, it'd be an enormous amount of fun. I mean, I can just see this would just be, you know, that, that beautiful sense of chaos, not the not the kind where, you know, spray painting and burning things down, but that real, you know, I think it would just be such an explosion of fun, yeah. <laughs> you know, an intense amount of fun. Um, just listening to the album, I was like, oh, God, this would be amazing to watch live. Rabbit little job, walking through the forest,
1: laughing back and forth.
0: Talking about that teacher thing, there's a couple of really good examples in, in the album. and One of the best that I think of is the, is the Big Rock Candy Mountain and, and there's a line in it where you say, nap time's always optional and cartoons all day long. And what I really loved about that is because I don't think anyone apart from a teacher would say that, because that that's purely just about having fun. And it's in that vein of uh, Barry Lewis So this idea of the anti-teaching kind of thing. You're singing on behalf of the children and... The reason why that really struck me is because I think as a teacher or even as a non-teacher, or actually, as a non-teacher, you sort of find yourself always going, oh, well, we've got to teach children that it's fun to do, you know, that it is good to eat vegetables and it is good to do these things and it is good to do this stuff. But then as a teacher, you kind of go, I don't know, man, I spent eight hours a day doing that. So... I also see the value in saying, nah, let's just eat candy all day and watch cartoons and, you know, skip asleep. Like, it's a, it's a real, that one line in particular is a real celebration of the idea of, um, of of being a child, I guess, rather than speaking to a child. Did you think that deeply about it or did it just... Um yeah, am I reading well, way too much into it? <laughs> no, like but it's
1: it's it's one of those things that yeah, I I totally agree. You know, um sometimes it's um it's easy as an adult to um to be almost feel demand like sometimes it's easy to feel over demanding at times to to children and 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 sometimes it's just just listen to them and have fun and 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 you know, just as we don't like always going to work, they're allowed to not like having a nap. Yeah. You know, and it's totally. That's and that's and that's one that I know. My kids say, if they wake up in the morning, they say, "Oh, I don't want to go to school today." And I always just say, "Neither do I. I don't want to go to school either." You know, you know, <laughs> it, it's kind of you know, it it is what it is. You know, that's that's that that's an honest feeling, and and it, that's and that, so true. And and that's what's great. You know, it's um, I think. that 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 it's okay to to have those 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 feelings and yeah and just voice them on the big rock candy mountain wi-fi's good and strong nap time's always optional and cartoons all day long where love's all around you and the sun shines every day i'm bound to go where there ain't no snow where the rain don't fall the wind don't blow on the big rock candy mountain
0: Oh, the are be. I'd like to read a really beautiful quote about your music from the UK Ticketmaster blog in which it says, um, "Gordy McKeeman is the kind of musician who brings all the good things in life sharply into focus. Now, that sums this up because this is an album of fun, isn't it? I went searching for its message or I guess what you would commonly refer to as an overall theme, but it, it, it's an album his message is fun. It, it is about just have fun and don't, I guess, take fun really seriously. I mean, is is this you um, or is this the music or is is this a response to the pandemic? I mean, it sounds like you've already said that this music was in the works for many years prior. But um but do you agree? I mean, to me, it feels like the album just purely asks the listener to just relax and have fun. Just let's have fun. Let's be together and let's have fun doing it.
1: Definitely, that's that. That's what um, exactly what what I wanted from it. It's not. Um, um, I don't take myself too seriously, you know. I, I am definitely one of those people, like, and, and especially when it comes to music, I. And let alone children's music, I I just want to have fun with my kids, get up and dance with them, and to me that's the time to just you know um, let loose and you know and, and 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 just have fun with it, you know, and and that's really what I wanted this album to be is just where you know families, I, I know my my family will sing along together, and that's 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 kind of um, something that um, I, I I really hold dear with my family for sure.
0: Um, talking about the actual sheer mechanics of making the album, get out there and dance. How hard was it to keep yourself to just guitar? Uh, which, particularly, being a song, particularly being a song about dancing, which is the irony, is the one song that you just keep basically down to a guitar.
1: Yeah, it was, it was, it was one that we, we, we recorded a lot of the album um, live um, as much as we possibly could during um the pandemic you, I, I would have loved for the whole thing to be live but um unfortunately um with lockdowns and stuff um some of yeah. it some of it had to be done a different way but but most of the album was done um done like the the bare bones that were done were done live in 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 a single room so so it um when i heard that song i i kind of heard it as being more probably one of the more orchestrated songs on the album originally but then when i listened back to it um after the demos i'm like i i like the um i i just liked the kind of emptiness of it the the um that that it wasn't filled up the um because um, some of my like favorite artists are like you know the everly brothers and and uh you know um e- even a lot of those old early elvis albums and stuff like that they're they're there's an emptiness to it where, where where you just let things hold its own. And if it isn't broken, sometimes it doesn't need to be fixed. And it, to, to me, it just was like one of those songs. I'm just like, I kind of like the emptiness to it. And it kind of gets the message out there a little bit more.
0: Yeah, that's actually quite ironic because I guess get, get out there and dance. It, you know, it's the only time you actually talk about getting out there and dancing. Whereas the whole album demands you get out there and dance. Whereas this is the one song when you're actually specifically talking about it. And, and it's, um, yeah, I mean, it certainly works. It was just, it just struck me as hearing the whole album and getting to that song. I went, I wonder how he coped with just doing a guitar on that one. That must have been a pretty hard gig for him to swallow.
1: Why don't you do it in a circle? Do it in a square? Do it in a tux or in your underwear? Nobody's watching nobody cares just get up there and dance why
0: don't you do what we um do and and talking about absurdity and that sort of stuff th- talk me through dancing in the bathtub i mean was this was this just i kind of at first thought went, oh he's just press recorder on his phone how cool is that then i went actually no i think there is multi tracking in there it's like you've added stuff afterwards because it wasn't all entirely live was it
1: nope that was it was done it was done entirely live uh <laughs> luckily uh l- luckily where we where we where we recorded the album uh there just happened to be a bathroom right around the right around the corner from the from from, from the <laughs> and, uh yeah it's it, it's a it's an old john Hartford song and and i'm i'm a huge john Hartford fan and i and yeah and and i heard uh that was on his album all in the name of love i think it was and 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 i always thought man that'd be a great song for a kid's album sometime and I, I i i knew right away i'm like i gotta figure out a way to put that on there somehow but but no it was it was recorded live from the bathtub <laughs>
0: Wow, how ironic! Because because out of the whole album, that's probably the most child esque song, and I, and I think it's it's just purely the delivery of it just just really removes it from the rest of the album, makes it very traditionally children. So it's it's quite interesting that it's come from I guess arguably an adults album. Yeah. Um, John Hartford's referenced quite a lot in the same vein as you. I mean, is he an artist that you aspired to, someone you stumbled on later on, or just from the word go, just completely identified with what he was doing?
1: Um, I, uh, I I I kind of stumbled on him later later on um, in life because I I always thought of him as more of. Uh, um, banjo player and and i did like his music like i i loved his you know he's a great songwriter um but i think later on in life i really kind of um a lot of times people would say you you really remind me of john hartford i got it i got it a lot and then it's funny you know you know sometimes people will recommend people to you and 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 you just don't really go and look them up right away Mm. and and then you kind of forget about it and and it wasn't until years later after after i really started looking him up i'm like oh he he kind of i i you
0: know you're like i get- there's a reason why everyone told me to listen to him yeah yeah
1: he's a dancer a <laughs> player and like you know and it, it it's almost like uncanny in some ways you i was like oh wow he we we are kind of um you know not to put me in that level at all by by no means he's a he's a master but but i was like oh i i could definitely see why people see uh, similarities for sure um, but, but yeah, I, I, I love his, um, his albums and his, uh, his, again, like I find his albums a little bit, you know, like a little bit like almost like a, like they're entertaining like a children's record because they kind of have that stuff that just poke in and out at you that kind of keeps your attention. Yeah. Um, that, that's what I love as an adult about his albums, you know, it, 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 it is that interest that's there. Dancing in the bathtub, dancing in the bathtub, dancing in the bathtub, happy as can be. Dancing in, bathtub, dancing in the bathtub, dancing in the bathtub, dancing in the bathtub, baby, just you and me. I'll be holding on to your hand, you'll be holding on to mine. We'll be dancing in the bathtub, just a slip and a slide.
0: You know, it's all so spontaneous and so created on the spot and, and you know, it's so free that, you know, I, I would almost argue that on some occasions there is no, there, there's probably no need to separate it from being what you would traditionally call music for adults or what you'd call traditionally music for children. I mean, because it's regardless of the age it's aiming for it's really celebrating the same thing and that's that idea of togetherness and freeform. and you know hey let's do this till dinner's ready now let's go and eat now when that's finished let's go go back on the veranda and do it again
1: yeah definitely definitely you know it it, it, the 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 line certainly doesn't cross it's crossover as much as uh sometimes other genres can you know because it's uh, a lot of times it's um these songs were all based around family, family to begin with, you know.
0: Mm. There's, it's kind of interesting. I mean, because originally I had a question about Old MacDonald and, and listen to The Mockingbird, which which essentially are just instrumentals. And my initial thoughts were, oh, you know, that's a big call because, you know, so much around that music, you know, requires on the lyrics, not the lyrics, but just that, that ability for everyone to be able to participate. Through the singing, but then I sort of just went but that's the, again it goes back to that idea that it's just that sound immediately invites you into something and uh, you know what struck me with those two songs um, being being um, instrumental was just it just didn't need the lyrics it just doesn't require it it's still just as fun it's still just as inviting it's still just as energizing and probably even more so because you're now free to respond any way you want to respond. Were they, were they quite, um, were they quite specific decisions you made to bring in instrumentals or you just went, you know, that's what this song is.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I wanted to do those as instrumentals. like mainly because, um, I find for albums, I kind of like to set albums up kind of like how I like to do live shows. Um, um, so, so as a set list almost, I would take you know, um, I, I'd add some instrumentals in here and some vocals and and kind of mix it up and and I I love the idea of say something like Old MacDonald of an instrumental too that you play, and it takes people a second to sometimes figure out what the song is, you know I like I, yeah. I I love that it that it sets up you know Do you recognize this song? Do you know what song this? You know, it kind of pulls focus a little bit that way which and i love that people can just sing along and do their own yeah. version of it
0: yeah actually it's quite nice i think particularly for a child as well i guess there's that there's that aha moment when they work out what the song is definitely <laughs> Couple of songs, um O oh Dulli and Boogie Woogie Baby, which so you seem you seem to be leaping more into that rockabilly sort of you know correct and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm very happy for my terminology to be a bit skew if. Um but it seems you move sort of more into that more the electric guitar rockabilly kind of sound. Is that is that a conscious decision just to sort of bring it into a bit of a modern sensibility, or is it just hey, that's what these songs are? I mean just those two in particular just really stood out.
1: Um uh, as I said like um I I really like um um I do really love a, a rockabilly and I I really love the roots genre in general really. So so it's like uh, I I think that encompasses folk and and rockabilly and country and bluegrass. So so um to me to, to me like those songs just felt like they um they really fit it for for that style of in, instrumentation um yep. it didn't it they didn't really feel done with just with just the folk the folk or you know just just guitar and fiddle kind of thing which which most of the other ones really from the bed tracks they, they they just felt done as soon as we did the bed tracks for mm-hmm. them where those mm-hmm. were the ones that felt like they needed um a little bit more of those um, roots elements in there, um, so that yeah, they that's why those ones are kind of the 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 bigger the bigger sounding ones for sure.
0: Yeah, were that were, were they fun? I mean, do they did they as a musician? Do they just bring in a different type of element of enjoyment for you, or it was all still pretty you know day at the office for you?
1: Oh, definitely. Like the those ones, especially like Oodle Alley, was probably the most. Um, orchestrated one so it, it it was a different a different type of thing that that you know bringing in pedal steel and and um, you know and writing out more parts and things like that for it so so yeah it, it it's a it's a different type of thing than just kind of um, where a lot of the other ones are kind of just you know you play them and that's kind of how they that's kind of how they sound <laughs> you know you're not you're you yeah you're, sure you're not doing a lot of tweaking to it if, if anything sometimes you you add things and it kind of pulls away from it it doesn't it it's, it's not adding where where those ones are yeah it's 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 their it's their own sound again but they still kind of fall still to me under that root's umbrella Robin Job walking through the forest, laughing back and forth of what the other has to say. Revenant, this and that, and having such a good time. Never ever thinking, never danger in the water, they were drinking things that gozled it down. Never dreaming that a screaming sheriff and his bossy boys were watching them and gathering around. When you start writing a song, it's kind of, um, like with Boogie Woogie Baby, it was, it was just one of those things. I was just goofing off at the table, just, just you know, my kid had a runny nose, and, and just and, and, and I, I imagine and, that's yeah.
0: where all your your music comes from, <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> I, I was just being goofy with my kids, really, you know, and then and and then, and then when we were writing, when we were getting ready for the album, my, my wife said, "Well, why don't you put that on?" And I was I was like, "Well, I." I, 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 I you know i was like i don't think that should probably be on an album but then, but then but then but then afterwards i i started playing i'm like okay well well maybe we can make this work in like an actual rockabilly format so so then so so that's why we uh we wound up putting that one on it
0: <laughs> i um, love- just talking about oh yeah why not absolutely it's it's but again it's perspective of a child it's it's yeah. right up there um <laughs> there's one thing about talking about, just the the bedrock of your album, and and just you know the 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 musicians that you, you know you played it live, and you just recorded all that that bass stuff, and then sort of added on top of. It was not until I got to Ladybug Picnic that I just all of a sudden went, oh my goodness, are they, are they spoons? Is that someone playing spoons? That's the the. Oh. It's
1: actually the bones, the bones being played on 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 that song. Um, we were lucky. Which is not- the same
0: cons same concept as spoons though like it's the two bones and you're playing it against your leg is that correct
1: yeah you, you kind of hold them in your you hold them in each hand and, and you click the bones together um we were lucky enough to years ago uh, um well we've ran into him at quite a few um quite a few festivals um there's a fellow by the name of Dom Flemons um he he used to pl- he used to play in the Carolina Chocolate Drops and a bunch of different groups and um really r- really really nice guy and and we were playing Merlefest um, just before the pandemic there um, a few years back. And and I was telling him, I, I really want to do a children's folk album. And I, and I just have to say, would would you ever want to contribute anything? He said, oh, well, well, send me the tracks and I'd, I'd love to put, I, I could probably put some bones on it for you if you want. So then there was, there, there was a, a few songs on there. And I was like, oh, these ones are perfect for, for that kind of percussion. I, I, I really wanted that style of percussion
0: on it. He – yeah, I don't even – I don't have an enormous grasp on the English language, but even the grasp I have is still devoid of any word to explain his playing on this album. Like, it is just – it is just extraordinary. I found myself just going, that can't – like, that's – I'm glad that it's still in – like, it's still sort of same method as The Spoons because it just – I just – and I, and I think that's the thing about your album is you just you really I mean you're you you sort of casually pass off that you're not a you know you're a fiddle player but you, you wouldn't put yourself up there with John Hartford or anything but you know from someone who as an outsider listening I mean your fiddle playing is is extraordinary and the whole album is still like that the banjo everything it's all it's an incredibly world-class level of playing Yeah. Um, And anyway, and even somewhere amongst all those extraordinary players, The Bones still stood out as being even more exceptional on top of all of that. So when you see him next, and he'll have no idea who I am, and he probably won't care in the slightest, but you can tell him that I was literally blown away by what he did on that album. Extraordinary. (laughs) Extraordinary. more questions with when you're playing these traditional things you obviously find yourself using lyrical content that's you know in some occasions i guess you know 100 years old and it can kind of sometimes come across a bit you know uh, strange i guess for a child i mean there's a really good example is the log driver's waltz or even um hop high ladies where there's just some lines in it that you kind of go you know, I think I was listening to my daughter she goes, what does that mean? What does that mean? Why is he saying that? What does that mean? What does that mean? And I was like, and then some things I was kind of trying to explain and sometimes I was like going, oh, I don't know, just, you know, let's just enjoy it. But um, do you ever find yourself sort of going, okay, lyrically, that was probably great 100 years ago, not sure that's going to sit right for now, um, might change that or something? Or do you really just sit back and go, that's what the song was? It's not my position to change it? Or... um, It...
1: It depends, like some, some, um, some, some I will like slightly change, you know, kind of like what I did with um, um, Big Rock Candy Mountain. I changed it slightly, um, but, but like with, with, like, say there's some songs like Hot High Ladies where I just went, well, you know what? It's just a fun song you know what i mean like sometimes the Mm. sometimes the kids i know there there's an album that was gifted to us um when we were on tour in the uk one time by um by um uh, jess and richard aerosmith and they they recorded a a english folk album for children and and i just i just i just really love that album It, it, it was it's kind of one of those albums in our car that always calms down our kids. We put it on it's just the, it, it's just a great album. And, and that's kind of what they did. They kind of took the, like a lot of the traditional um, English folk songs and just um, put them to music and, and, and kind of kept the historical value value there um, where, where, you know, where with hop high ladies, I kind of went, well, you know what this, I do really like this song. Cause it's, cause it's a, it's, it's a it's a very common fiddle tune that 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 you always hear mm. here at, at, at everyone's Kaylee's and houses and things like that and I just like that there was music to that fiddle tune um um some of it you, you know whether a kid would catch on that they're talking you know about horse racing and things like that you know um probably probably not but but they can still get up and dance to it, and and they and they can save the course, you know, and and, yeah. and, and 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 it's just kind of fun to it. It's it's not as much um, um, thought out for them to really, uh, you know. Yeah, sure. Pay attention to it, right? I,
0: I do know what you mean, and I guess everything is a conversation, isn't it?
1: Oh, I mean, definitely, you know,
0: definitely. I mean, that's that's the end of the day. I mean, if if you hand if you, there's this really beautiful children's writer um, who we've claimed as Australian, but she's actually New Zealand. Um, Pamela Allen, um, you know, writes beautiful, beautiful stories and and tackles some really extraordinary sort of issues, and has done for decades. And she has this really beautiful line that she just says, you know, I try to put something in in every book I do that a child won't understand um, just so they can reach, just so they can reach and try to learn something new. And, um, you know, we forget that element, you know. I think we forget the element of just putting and, and just allowing things to be in there that aren't known because isn't that – that's the beauty of any art, isn't it, is is the fact that you – you don't always know. You don't always have an answer. You don't always have a solution, and so subsequently, you're forced to either find one or create one that works well for you, which is what makes it so personal and so rewarding. So
1: definitely, like, like it's. I, I find the same thing with children's books. It's. It's only. I only really like reading ones that provoke questions you know mm. cuz those make the most interesting books with with, with a class or or even your yeah. even your own children and and with music it's fun to do that too as well can your horse carry double Uncle joe Uncle joe can your horse-
0: Album with Dreamland, um, which also is the name of the album before, I believe, your, your, what I will affectionately refer to as your adult album. Isn't yep. Dreamland the album? Yep. It is. <laughs> um, was, was that coincidental or was that just a pure, just the name worked for both of them?
1: Well, I, no, no, it's, it's, it's actually um, a different version of the same song. Um, ah, okay. Um, I, I actually wrote, um, wrote that song for my, um, for my daughter, so so I thought it would be a perfect way to um, to to end off that end off that album and and uh, just just do a little bit different spin on it.
0: Yeah, look, and and that's kind of answers the question because the question was you know, you end with Dreamland, which is, a, you know, it's a quite a common notion to end an album with a lullaby as such. It's it's not unheard of. You know, you give children the fun, the, the opportunity to jump around and be crazy, then you bring them down and just let them relax a bit at the end. However, most musicians have a hint of a lullaby hidden within their music somewhere, but yours is such high energy. It just, when you get to that song, it really stands out. And, um, I think because of the amount it's... Because it's so unexpected. You kind of expect it from a children's album's perspective, but you you certainly don't expect it from a Gordy McKeeman um, album. Um, And... But it seems to be... It's so much from your heart, that album, rather than, I guess, your feet and their need to dance. Um, Was it... Was it easier to do... Or was it a harder song to do? Because, I mean, we've, we've talked about the idea of stripping back and how, you know, you find yourself with how to withhold yourself from adding, well, as we now know, bones and all kinds of things to your tracks. Dreamland is really very incredibly personal. Um and it's not just the pacing of it, it's also a real separation to what you've done before, what happens in that album before because you're relying and leaning so heavily on a, a tradition that you almost allow the tradition to sort of speak for itself whereas here in Dreamland you are almost stepping out. It's, it's the most naked song on the album, really. It's really you just truly shedding, I guess, the Gordy McKeeman image to a certain degree and just going, I'm now i'm now father singing to my child was it was it quite liberating or was it a little bit fearful when you were trying to record it i mean on both versions on both albums um
1: uh yeah yeah i uh, i would say like like that song originally was written um um i wrote it um in and i lost my dad in 2016 and then and then three months later um my first child was was born Annie so so when I wrote that song I I had Annie in mind you know because because I was just holding her and she had this little grin on her face but 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 I also was thinking a lot about my dad at that time so it's so it's it's one of those songs that I really hold um deep in my heart because it's kind of a song for for both of them um um so 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 it's it's one of those ones where where it's always a little hard to do, but but I also am I'm very happy with it too because it's it's it it means a lot to me for for my dad as well as my daughter as well.
0: Yeah, and I guess and correct me if I'm wrong. Like not hard from the perspective of hard to get through it, but hard just because you know it's it's a real. It's world bearing of your soul. Definitely. That's all.
1: Definitely.
0: In dreamland, this
1: family that you never knew—they've come down from heaven just to be there with you. Run to their arms, into a warm embrace with that familiar love.
0: Um, yeah, beautiful. It's a great, it's a beautiful song. Um, and, and I love just how, yeah, I, I love how, how different it is. And I, and I sort of figured I kind of understood why it was, but it still didn't retract from the joy of having this incredible album that just made me want to fling myself around in circles. And then just kind of collapse on the couch and have this moment of just a bit of stargazing as I had this kind of notion wash over me. It was really, really beautiful and very, very well done. My little one, my little one. Called volume one, seems fairly obvious choice. Um, but it's a pretty clear nod to volume two. Have you started? Is there works in the pipeline? What's going on? Um,
1: uh, 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 it was very clear to me as kind of during the recording process of it and, and finishing up that it, it, it just didn't feel, um, I knew I knew that I wanted to do this process again, you know, it, 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 was, it, it was just a lot of fun doing it and and um and then a friend suggested well you should just call it volume one you know and i'm, I'm like well that, <laughs> yeah sure. that's a that's a great idea you know what i mean because then there's no, there's no turning back then <laughs> but, yeah. but, but
0: yeah. <laughs> that's so true i think you should call it volume one of ten yeah oh, yeah yeah, okay.
1: oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um have now you've managed to your, your gripe was always to find musicians to help you not your gripe but you know your struggle was always to find musicians to help you you've done it you've brought out this great album have attitudes changed a little bit in your immediate circle musical circle of musical friends do people now do people now want to line up to be on volume number two <laughs>
1: well I think like it wasn't necessarily that they were against uh, playing pl- playing children it was more. Um, Get yeah, better stuff a, to do. Getting a prod, you know, because it's like you know, it 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 is a a big a big thing to to work on. So it's so it's, but yeah, I think I think they um um I think they understand what I what I meant a bit more by listening to the album. You know that that uh, that it really is really not that far of a stretch of from what um what we naturally do musically for yeah. adult for adult albums.
0: And just the last question, Gordy. Then I'll let you go. I really appreciate you um, taking your time out today and filling us in on really, really what is just a beautiful. I, I feel is a, just a real beautiful testament and and salute to family. I, I think it's a really beautiful album, and and I think it sort of stands for reason that it is so connected to family and that um, that emotion of togetherness and that you know, your your wife Gillian should appear on the album. Um, and what I do love is you, you mention her quite a lot in her suggestions and, and being a bit of an integral part in the support of creating this album. What what does Gillian mean, I guess, not just entirely in this album, but I guess in all your musical decisions?
1: Oh, she's she's um, you know, this album for sure. She was you know definitely a huge a huge part just by um, you know um, you know the and like and like all musical decisions really yeah like because I'm always going in do do you like this does this sound good <laughs> you know like you, you write something here <laughs> she she's probably going. Thank, thank goodness you have this album done now, so so you stop asking yeah. questions. But, 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 uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, she was she she was just wonderful through the whole process, and and really, uh, I couldn't have done it without her as well. Because you know, as a musician, you know, um, a lot of times, you know, you you go away enough, you know, and yeah, we couldn't we couldn't get to do what we love to do without the love and support of who's who's sitting at home. And and and, um, and 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 she's so great through all of that, as well as just um, um, going through the musical process at home as well. Because you know, it's a uh, it's a uh, it's a lot of work of just practicing, listening to someone do the same songs over and over and over again. You know. Yeah. So, but but yeah, she's she's so so great with all that.
0: Um. Well, Gordy, it really is. Um, it's a really beautiful album, and and I feel I feel like it's odd calling it beautiful because that conjures up images of sunsets and um, you know blossoming fields and tall mountains and and flowing streams. Whereas this is beautiful of the same, more from the perspective of you know watching <laughs> watching an avalanche from a safe distance like it's such it's such it's so beautiful in it's just celebration of chaos and fun um, you know that it is quite rare and and you know i hope i speak on behalf of everyone who gets to listen to it and anyone who gets to listen to this podcast we're generally thankful we're really grateful that you've you've put your knowledge and your skills into this album um, and even more grateful that I guess you've found the time to speak to me all the way from Canada today.
1: Thank thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it.
0: If you'd like to know more about Gordy and his work, then head along to his website at www.crazylegs.ca. That's www.crazylegs.ca. And, of course, for more Benny Time goodness, head along to www.bennytime.com. Thanks for listening to me, Benny, asking Gordy questions.